to Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And we are back. We're back. For season 15, Married at First Sight, San Diego, the first West Coast city. We it's are about here for time. it. It's about time they came to the West Coast. I know. I thought you were going to say that it was back. And I'm like, it's really only been like 27 days. <laughs> but but- who's, ca- who's counting? <laughs> Yeah, no, they uh, needed to get on the West Coast. I'm tired of this East Coast bias. I know. It it's, was, you know, we have a vast array of amazing cities up and down this coast from true. Seattle to San Diego. True. And thank you, Mathis. Yeah. Mathis, Mathis. Uh, it's already begun. <laughs> to each their own. Um, yeah, I particularly loved the shots of Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal on the like little specks of dust on the sand at the beach. <laughs> that was so <laughs> Those wide shots in the matchmaking special. So, okay. Oh my gosh. We have so many things to cover here. We have breaking frigging news that breaking everyone news. is learning about at the same time right now. And it clearly was a divine intervention that we were not recording this until Saturday because Noi and Steve from season 14, have officially announced their divorce. Shut up. (laughs) And in true, and oh, oh, oh! As most of you probably recall, but I, did we ever talk about it on the pod? Because I think we might have not figured this out until the season was over. But we, as a podcast Instagram, were blocked by Noi. So as soon as the season was over and all of the cast members' accounts become public, I'm losing my mind here because I'm like, I'm trying to find Noi for the life of me. And I'm seeing all these other accounts that are like reposting stuff from her. And I'm just like, we've never tagged her in our lives. We've never tried to add her. And we've certainly never like harassed her or anything. (laughs) But I guess this is a... I I just find the the irony is hysterical for someone who likes to um who's very attention seeking on the internet, right? That apparently so she must have been paying attention to our little till death to us recap pod, eh? Yeah, I mean it was either by listening or most likely through Instagram. So Bottom line, noise, also known as noisy, blocked us. And the reason, the way we were able to find that out was finally, I think Math's memes kept trying to send us her stuff. And I was like, I'm literally not seeing what you're sending. And then I went on my personal account and was able to find her right away. So we kind of agreed that it was a sign of like arrival. Like yeah. true arrival, but also so shocking to I be know. blocked by a cast member. If, <laughs> if you know, I, I can't say anything for anything I said on the pod if she listened to it. <laughs> oh, but God. I will say if it uh, her blocking had to do with something about the TikTok or the Instagram, just know, Noi, that I do not run those accounts. Oh, and so, that um, is so weak. <laughs> just weak kidding. sauce. We're a team, bro. I'm just kidding. Anyways, I mean, sure. I, I can't imagine if you were Noi and you listened to every episode that you would be overjoyed by any means. And we don't exist to become BFFs with the cast members by any means either. But we try to be reasonable. Yes. Anyways, so that leads us to that today. leads us to this, this day, the day of our Lord, July 9th, twenty twenty two. 
We've all been suspecting. We have all been suspecting that they divorced pretty much since the last episode because of how strange, like we've been well, speculating. she's not on his Instagram, correct? I mean, yeah. he's not on her, ah. She is not on his Instagram, correct? Both, and like yeah, she both. went yeah. to a wedding for a friend and was like posting stories all weekend. This was like right after he was in nothing. Like there was just no evidence of them functioning as a couple. Which is really weird in most of our opinions for someone like Noi, who we've learned loves to post, post her life and de- deepest thoughts on the stories. So it was weird. But then, but then, like, I think she even posted something to be like, for everyone speculating, we are still together or something. Okay, so walk us through the timeline. I mean, my timeline's going to be a little mushy, but bottom line, in the last month, there has been speculation, and then I think we all were like, I, I think Steve posted something a couple weeks ago, basically being like, we've chosen to keep a lot of our relationship off the internet because we were just like, had our relationship dragged through the public eye, um, and we understand that's maybe been confusing for you guys. We've got high highs. We've got low lows. We're still working stuff out. Yeah, you're so like, okay. essentially trouble in paradise. Right, things are kind of, Whatever. kind of. But then also like a very reasonable, mature statement that only Steve could write where you're like, oh, maybe they're just like working on stuff. Like that makes sense. You've just had people picking you apart for six months. And so if you wanted space, that would be perfectly reasonable. Anyways... Noi today posts, uh, feels so good. Divorce feels good. Yes. Just divorce feels good. Her gleeful on a surfboard in the ocean or a paddleboard. Yes. I mean, the, (laughs) just, it, it wouldn't be Noi if it wasn't something kind of twatty like that. Of course their relationship is going to end with some. Instagram drama. a, a, A thing that explains nothing. Explains nothing. Just divorce feels so good. Yeah. You know, come on. Well, and then, so then, this is all happening in real time, y'all. Crazy. So then we get Steve posting, I was not expecting this announcement to happen today, but I am prepared to handle it. And then proceeds to post a five-slide statement on his behalf about why it didn't work out, da-ba-da, But basically, he does imply in one of the slides that, like, this very event is very confirmational because it's exactly, this was one of the biggest issues in their relationship that we watched. So she did not run this by him, that they were announcing anything. Um, I mean, here's the thing. We don't know if it's actually about Steve because she posts things and it and decides to say that 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 post really wasn't about you it was about something oh, else shush. so maybe i will not be gaslit by noise maybe she's divorcing her <coughs> a friend or a therapist Babe, of sorts she commented on the thing and this is kind of spicy so she comments back on his shit You asked for the divorce. I begged you to stay, and you said you don't owe me anything. 
What? You also have never checked in on Sushi since he got cancer, since you are inferring you care here. Let me fill you in. He's dying, treatment isn't working, and you've never offered to help. And during this time, you knew I was vulnerable and my heart was breaking outside of this, and this is when you said we should divorce. You are not heartbroken, so stop acting like this for everyone else. You made this choice before involving me in the final decision, and you said I was not allowed to talk about it, even though you said you were already seeing other people. Just be honest about your truths, and we can both move on peacefully. Okay, Noi, but like, and you know what? That sounds kind of gnarly. I'm not going to lie. Like, it does. Mm -hmm. But also, divorce feels good with you smiling on the beach is like the most crypt. It's like she thinks that her cryptic stuff is somehow better. And I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. That's not it, you know, but yeah. he kind of implies that they've been like separate for a minute and we're like trying to make things work in different ways, which like, hello, the apartment she wouldn't get rid of. Yeah. You know, so it sounds like the writing's on the wall. Yeah, we all knew it's not that big of a surprise, but it's still like, holy shit, like this literally played out live in front of us. While we were finishing watching MAF season 15, episode one. Yes. Insane. Um, Do you have any other thoughts on Noimoy? I don't. The disillusion of Noimoy? I don't, because all of my thoughts on Noimoy are in last season's podcast episode. So (laughs) I'm excited and looking ahead to San Diego. Yeah, I certainly didn't think we were going to spend the first nine minutes talking about season 14, but... Life throws surprises at you yeah. all the time. You adapt, know? readapt, act. <laughs> Absolutely. Act. <laughs> okay. So next, next things next. So kind of a fun thing. We don't normally watch the matchmaking special, as y'all know, because we are with even though we have our own recap podcast, we've always been very open as are most other actual viewers and fans that like the beginning portion of this show can just drag, 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 drag. They add lots of unnecessary specials. There ends up being a lot of repeat footage. You get the information you need by watching the first episode. Right. But this season was a little bit different because as You guys know we live on the West Coast. We do not live in San Diego, but we did have a friend get very, very far in the audition process for season 15 in San Diego. And we are not allowed to say her name. She was originally wanting to be interviewed live. But uh, as we have learned, we've learned this over the last like year or two that uh, MAF's production is pretty strict. Kinetic is pretty strict about what they let uh, anyone that has been on their show do in terms of interviews and shit. And I think because we're not like famous, famous, after party famous, you know, I think it's just crazy to us that they even, like, all their paperwork, it, that these rules apply for people who didn't even make it. I know. But indeed they do, and, like, we don't want our friend to get freaking sued for the stupidest shit imaginable. So we are not going to identify her by name, and we cannot interview her live, unfortunately, for the pod, because she actually reached out to production to make sure, and they were weird about it. So... Here we are. But this friend was was heavily featured in the matchmaking special. So we had to watch it. 
to support. And then we asked her some questions that she just like answered via text for us uh, to kind of just tell us more about the audition process. And it's just kind of eye-opening. And we thought it would be fun to quickly go over what what like what the main things that she pointed out were just because I think the biggest thing for us that's been eye-opening through this and hearing from her is just how truly, truly involved this audition like process is. Yeah, it's very long. It is so long. I mean, she applied the week they announced it and that was mid-July of 2021. And she was like actively still being contacted, interviewed, filling out more paperwork, doing like all the things all the way up until two weeks before. So she made it to the very, very last round and then didn't get matched in the end. But like this was, she was going through this process until mid January of 22 this year. And we know personally that dresses were being ordered, that family and friends were ordering dresses on the internet and getting ready for a potential wedding two weeks later. So this was like, that's how close she was. And it is just wild to think, especially because it's so easy to shit on the the experts, right? Like, I mean, it's one of our favorite things to do. However, I mean, if we had anything kind of reaffirmed by this friend, it's that this process is pretty, I mean, there's a casting element, I think, in the beginning in terms of the the wide pool of people that apply, of course. Like, there's, I'm sure, like, a, a casting director that's, like, picking people based on general things. But then when it gets down to the time for the experts to get involved... I mean, it's really serious and like they take it really seriously and it lasts for months and months and months. So I think that that's something that's just important to remember is like at the end of the day, these experts can, I mean, you can fill out hundreds of pages of shit about your personal life and you can sit with each expert for hours and hours and hours. And at the end of the day, the experts can only know so much about you, even in light of that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think it's interesting because, I mean, we're obviously going to get into the episode in a bit, but I feel like in, you know, a span of one episode was able to learn some things that maybe the experts didn't learn about some people that they did did end up choosing. Right. And so... That's Just where that's you wonder the of people being people in their regular life versus who they present as. You're right. Right? But, yeah, but I mean this lengthy process you're supposed to really get to know and understand and it, and it and it obviously there is a lot of understanding and then you hear or you see some attitudes or behaviors from the contest from the people that have been selected and you're like did you just see these red flags and decide for entertainment value that we're just going to let it go? Because you spent a lot of time convincing me that people are going to be perfect based off of your opinions. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what I think should be an essential component that's added that might change everything would be adding references like like interviewing either in person or on the phone friends and family 
Because I feel like even from what friends and family said in terms of their reactions is when you learn so much more about these mm-hmm. people. And of course, they're not leading with that shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyway, she talked about how she was literally spent hours filling out info about her, what she desired in a future partner, and then tons of conversations about those answers. And I did ask her, what's the weirdest question you got asked or part of your life that they pried into that caught you off guard? And she just said there wasn't like strange questions, but you just like they would go deep pretty much right away, like tons of questions about family dynamics, tons of questions about how she views herself. And then she said something that surprised her is just when you meet the experts, they don't hold back and they pretty much jump in right away to the deep end and asked tons of questions about her expectations of what she wanted her sex life to Mm. look like. And then I mean, the only other thing we'll say that I guess will be the biggest tell is that it appears they were definitely thinking about setting this person up with Miguel. And we wanted to know what her thoughts were on it because I was like, oh, instantly the Dungeons and Dragons thing would have been a huge no. Uh, And she was more positive than I expected her to be. I think because he like... She said, I do agree that we're very different, but he also seemed like the most genuine to her out of all the male options. So that's interesting. Like in a way they were on the right path, but I think that we all know that she, that still would have not been her perfect fit. And the beautiful, beautiful irony of the whole thing is that I know it was hard to get this far in the process and then to have it kind of pulled out from under you. But I believe within like a month, she met someone awesome and they're still together and it appears to be very serious and happy. Yay. So it all works out, which is beauty moss. But yeah, kind of wild, like so wild to watch your friend be going through this thing. And she held herself with such grace. Also like maths, you really missed out here, but that's fine. Worked out better for her anyway. (laughs) But just fascinating to hear about how uh, this process works. And I know that she also uh, was able to connect with another girl who made it super far as well. Wasn't featured as much, but they were able to like figure out who a lot of the couples were like pretty soon with like some pretty masterful sleuthing. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So with that said, I think that we need to just do what we do and jump right in couple by couple. Let's do it. Let's start with the only couple that got married this Mm -hmm. episode, Mm -hmm. which is Alexis and Justin. Yeah. Tree, as his family (laughs) calls it. So cute. Okay, so we start with Justin. Justin is 33. Let's just like talk a little bit about who he is. So his brother is clearly very protective of him because yes. he did raise him from age 14 to about 19. He, so he's a brother, but also very much a father figure in his life. And Justin definitely, definitely seeks his approval. Oh my gosh. Like, like it was heartbreaking to yeah. see how how hugely it affected him when his brother was not fully mm-hmm. game for this. Uh, <laughs> okay, where do we even start? So he's only been living in San Diego for like six months. And before that, he was in Colorado. 
which he went to Colorado because that was where he was supposed to go start his new life with who was supposed to be his wife. So his big like past story is that he was engaged to be married around the age of like 23, 24. And like weeks before the wedding day, she said, never mind, mm-hmm. or like a month before. And I mean, of course, it's not super detailed, but it sounds like she ended it because she wasn't satisfied with like, she suddenly freaked out and was like, your life is not together enough. You don't have enough money. Yeah. And he, the way he verbalizes it to Alexis once he meets her is like, she wanted the version of me now then. Yeah. And she kind of panicked like, oh no, I'm not marrying someone who's got it all together, which he feel. I mean, he seems very like grateful for all of this in his journey. Cause then he like went and found himself, but mm-hmm. that's obviously traumatizing. And he's been celibate for the last year and a half. Okay. We're um, going to, we need to discuss this because I, I, I need a female perspective here on this. Uh, so he's six, eight. Yeah. And the obsession what that he thinks the, okay. So he, his reason behind like being celibate and why he hasn't been like dating very much is because women look at him and just think he's a snack and just want to do him. All they care about is his penis size. All they care about is like climbing him like a tree. I just have to say, and now I know you're only one woman, so you can't speak for all, but I know that tall men are uh, uh, an attractive thing. Uh-huh. This guy makes it sound like if you are like six, five or above, it doesn't matter no. what you right. look at. You're going to get harassed right. in public. Yeah. You're, like, you, women are going to be throwing themselves at you. I'm, and I'm, no, I'm very deep, confused. Yeah, I've got to okay. say I'm a little confused. Like, okay. I'm like, wait. What, like, what are you talking about? Like, like if you girls, if you're, if you're with your friends, right. And you're at a dinner or a happy hour or something. And you see a seven foot man walk by, does the conversation just stop? And all four of you go in oogle and you're like, how do I? What about his penis though? He acts like all like literally tallness and we're all just imagining a schlong. And like I would have to say that that's just not true. Okay. At all. The way the way he describes it was very confusing. For I me. know, and that's like Justin. My overall take is that he seems like just such a genuine, sincere, sweetie. Like maybe, if anything, I'm a little worried he's too sweet and he's maybe not enough edge for Alexis. But this. This belief system he had, I'm just, I got it. I'm confused. I'm really confused. And I'm like, if you're talking about like girls you're meeting at the club, I don't know what else you think girls are looking for at the club in the same way that when we swap genders, it is, right? Like people at the club are looking to hook up generally. Yeah. So is that what you're talking about? Or like, I just- That would make a little bit more sense- to me. Yeah, way, but, but I'm like, that's not a way to assess women who are like 
actually looking for a partner. Like, I don't. He makes it seem like every time he leaves his front door, I women know. are flinging their bras at him or something. Like, totally. he's some rock star. Totally. Like, I'm just so confused by the how yeah. he classified. Okay. It's, it's, That's what I thought. I just had baffling. to make sure. It's a little baffling. Uh, but then the only thing I kept coming back to is like, there is always a couple things that they make you zero in on in the beginning as like defining things of your personality. And I like to think that like production pushes you a little bit to keep emphasizing like these few key things, you know, yeah, because everybody gets not- repetitive. Like how many times did we hear Alexis say she's been proposed to three times? You're right. They, like they're exhausting. trying to I'm exhausted. drive but different I, narratives yeah. for people. Yeah. And it's like, He's a good guy. Yeah. You know, like he's not talking about it. I he still I, seems like not a douche compared to someone like Nate, oh which gosh. we'll get into. Um, but, you know, like the bachelor party, he's like, I don't like strippers. Yeah. Like, I just think. He's like, like literally stuff. like, I can't you know, get a so boner it's not for a like, Yeah. It was just interesting. You're right. That's probably more of a, a production move. Yeah. So I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt with that. I mean, something that I think we learned from this whole thing is this guy is very emotional. And very sincere. And I thought it was so interesting that his brother, he like he did say, my brother said that I used to cry a lot. And I don't remember that because he like kind of like, oh, he made me a man and made me learn how to stop crying, which obviously I think is dumb. But I'm like, bro, you really don't know? Like I've ar- I've seen you cry like four times already <laughs> yeah. in these two hours. Like it's sweet. He's an emotional guy. Yeah. But yeah, his brother is very not down with this. And I just, like, I do think his brother goes too far. The bachelor party was way too far. Like, they end up getting in a fight at the bachelor party. He's a butthead at the tux trying on. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, let's just get this over with. But you can see through it that, like, it's all super protectiveness. And I just, I always really feel for people who don't react well when they find this shit out about their Mm -hmm. family member. Because I'm just like, I mean, I think that it's your job if the person telling you this thing is an adult that you have to respect them and support them regardless. But I always feel for people in that position because like that's the reasonable thing to think that this is fucking insane. Yeah. You know? Good point. So let's move on to Alexis, who is 29. uh, And... (sighs) As we know, she has been proposed to three times. And the only thing that made it okay with me most of the time, like the thing that I appreciated because I was getting quite sick of hearing about this. And if we want to get into the weeds of the thing, I don't know that a proposal in high school counts. I'm also a little confused because she says someone from college and then my college romance were the two deedles. So I'm like, who's the someone from college? Was he even your boyfriend? Like, Was this drunk at a party? He said, marry me. Like, I don't know. I feel it feels a bit of a stretch. It seems like it was three times in like high school and college. And then now she's 29. And there hasn't been a proposal in the last like seven years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was a little baffling once we get to the details. But bigger than that. I like, so I was getting a little like, okay, we know, we know. And like, it does feel like a bit of a flex when you just keep saying it over and over again. But something that I appreciate is that most of the time she brings it up, she follows it up with a, 
I was way too picky and way too unreasonable and had like really backwards understanding of what it meant to be in a committed relationship and find a partner. I like, so she's always coming back to that, which Mm -hmm. I appreciate. I, I feel like, like, I mean, I love this girl so far. I love her. I love her energy. I think she is super fun. She's like got super infectious energy and she's surprising whether we're talking about clay molds of vaginas or she's playing football with her roster of male guy friends that seem like legitimately real guy friends. Yeah. And she's not afraid to mix it up and talk a little crap on other, <laughs> yeah. other the other girls of the group, but in the right way. In yeah, a way that's entertaining like and not a She mean didn't way. seem mean-spirited. Yeah. And the thing that she said about said person, De La Lindy, I mean, it threw me off, and we'll talk about it more when we get there. It threw me off because they hadn't shown us that side yet. But then when she said it, then we get a montage of Lindy talking at everyone and not having any social cues. So I'm like... I feel like if one of them is more socially with it, it's one thing. It's it's exactly what Alexis said. It's one thing to be a big talker, but it's another thing to be a big talker who is still in tune with how you're, how everybody else in the room or the group is feeling, how they are receiving what you're saying. Yeah. And self-awareness. She, yes. She seems like she has self-awareness. And she's obsessed with wanting a tall man. So, I mean, I just kept falling back on, like, thank God. This is, like, great. Like, it almost seems like what we were just saying. Like, the tallness might make up for anything, potentially, with her. Yeah, I thought something that stood out to me with the wedding dress shopping for her is that she was, because of how much confidence she's displayed, I was shocked by how worried she was about being perceived like a lady or, like, like and her, I loved her friends who were like, "Stop it! Just be you. You're yeah, not." Yeah, she's trying this dainty. all these like traditional. Like, what is this long sleeve Victoriana? Like that is not for a second something I would think you would wear. Yeah, <laughs> she seems to get over it, but that part just surprised me. Like, oh, maybe you have a little bit of a complex about like being worried that you're going to be too much for someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the only thing that stood out to me at the tux fitting, besides brother being kind of a butthead about, like, getting this over with, was that his brother did admit in, like, a side interview that he feels like all the girls that Justin has been with in the past have been very, like, boring. Mm. It's like, okay. I don't think Alexis is boring. No, no. So then, so yeah, this is the only wedding we get. Mm -hmm. I guess, is there anything else about them that we should point out from like either the girls and guys hangs. I mean, her big thing is that she just didn't, she already doesn't really like Lindy, (laughs) (laughs) but she seems to be vibing with everybody else really well. And then, Oh, just like Justin with the guys, women look at me like I'm a piece of me. I was just like, okay, you're really doubling down. Well, see, that is an example. The producers aren't in his ear about what to tell the guys. You know what I mean? Like that's like, that's your own choice now that you're, that is quite a narrative to commit to. Like you guys are sitting in a round table at the beach. Like you didn't have to say that. (laughs) So there is a confidence there that might be attractive, but it's bordering on, mm, Maybe get out of your own ass, bro. And then bachelor party. I mean. They were, everyone was having fun. Justin, I thought, yeah, Justin was great. 
He did not embarrass himself. Yeah, he wasn't gross. And he got in the sad fight yeah. with his brother. And then she was having a good time and Lindy was being judgy about it, which I was like, really? So that's already, I mean, we've got drama to come with those two, I think, those two girls. But I just don't see it as potentially toxic as Alyssa and oh, um, right. whatever her and name Lindsay. was. Lindsay. From Th- that 14. was like toxic from the very beginning. I don't know. If, I, I think they're both kinder than than those two people. So yeah. I, I don't know. It might be some tense moments and some awkwardness, but I don't think it's going to full on blow into a thing. Yeah. So we get to wedding day. I mean, I see Alyssa. I mean, bleh, don't get Alyssa in my head. I don't want to think about that name ever again. Alexis. <laughs> She is a girl after my own heart by introing her wedding day with physically, I'm a little gassy, which is how I know I'm nervous. <laughs> Just blowing ass the day of the wedding. I was like, thank you. I love this realness. That is a real thing. Um, her sister, I just, I like her like. I love to see when she's authentic. Yes, she's she very a, authentic, she an and she's got a nice little girl squad that, like, the two sisters and the BFF, and, and then mom looking babely. Like, I just I love to see when. I mean, I love um, a gaggle of sisters. Period. But like, when just everyone is so supportive and has like a cute banter and energy. Like, I like them. I want to hang out with them. But the, she's freaking out. The crying. <laughs> Was, was, uh, it was a lot, it was a but lot. I feel bad because she literally said she only lets herself cry a couple times a year. And I was like, oh, you really should have gotten this out before you got your whole face of makeup on. She looks stunning, but yeah, that was, that was a lot. And it was like, because she can't cry, she's crying more and it's a really intense sound, Yeah, but we're not here to sit and break down someone's tears sounds right now it's too early we won't (laughs) but yeah she's freaking out a little bit uh and then we have justin and his brother was not in the room with him no but uh i was very relieved to see that he has a bigger circle than brother yeah because like everything leading up to that i felt like only brother it was only and maybe it's because they're all from colorado yeah because he's like a transplant um but I was so relieved to see him surrounded by a support system of dudes in the room before the wedding and then to meet mom and to have brother admit, I think his name was Donnell, Donnell, to have Donnell admit that he was being way overprotective and that they had a really, really good convo after the bachelor party devolving Stuff. Yeah. Well, and an important note here, Justin was on After Party and mentioned that, um, you know, after his failed engagement mm-hmm. or the engagement breakup, he moved to Colorado. And that's really when he did a lot of like work on himself yeah. and therapy and stuff like that. And so. But he also says he was distanced from his family yeah. at the time. So they didn't really get to see they weren't him watching that in real time. kind of transform and mature and grow. Right. And so that kind of may be had played a portion into brother not thinking that he was ready to get married. Yeah. Because his brother did make some like extreme statements like. To camera, like yeah. uh, he, to be honest, he is not ready. Da 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 da. But I, but he really took it back. Yeah. And it felt like a genuine 
like they learned a lot in that conversation. And I was like, honestly, this is sweet and very real family stuff, you know? And I'm just relieved that they figured that out before the wedding. Yeah, for sure. Um, interjection real quick. Hmm. We somehow have a ring sponsor. I know. For Married at First Sight. I know. They've gone the full bachelor model. I mean, they might as well. Where it's like, you know, the bachelor it was yeah. like, here's Neil Lane. Neil Lane. We've got jamesallen.com. Jamesallen.com. It does appear that all of the diamonds are lab grown. Oh, okay. Which is just an interesting side note. But yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of fun that the that every single dude I mean, we're literally watching a commercial is what we're watching. So that's a little bit obnoxious. But I think it's kind of cool that each guy gets to actually choose, like, basically build a bear for the ring. You mean, <laughs> the you mean that Nate, Nate's saying of, uh, look at this website, jamesallen.com. Did you know there's only over 200,000 combinations? <laughs> Wasn't commercially? Because it sounded pretty authentic to me. <laughs> But I do think there's something to be said for if they really get to design this shit the way that it looks like they do. At least they must be given parameters, I'm sure. But it's just one other way to I like show your great. personality. I think yeah. It's great. And to actually give them something of value yeah, before for sure. it all begins. JamesOn.com, if you want to sponsor this podcast, feel Absolutely. free to reach out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we get the aisle, we get the vows. They look very into each other already. Yes. Like, there wasn't a lot of awkwardness. Their meeting is really cute. He's being adorable. He's totally like, you can tell she's still kind of freaking out. And he does he's a good job right off the bat yeah. of saying how he's beautiful like, we got she looks. This. You look gorgeous. Yeah. We're in this together. Uh, the only thing that he needs to stop immediately is the high fives, which. She called it out pretty soon, so we'll get to that. So he did do some high fives, which I'm like, oh, stop. But um, and then she broke it up with some humor. And then we, of course, get the letters from the family that were mostly good. But it's like, damn, fams, like you always have to throw at least one thing in there that is well, just like cringe ass. Here's like, the thing. Here's my criticism. If you're going to do it, have it be something I feel like they have to include it. It must be, this must be a producing thing where it's like, you need to include something funny. Put, mm. have it be something small and funny and and like, okay, like um, here's here's an example. If, if I was going through this process, mm -hmm. Tim's friends and family wants you to know that, um, you know, he loves sports. Maybe give him 10 minutes to cool off if the Lakers lose a playoff game. <laughs> you know, something like that. Versus Rather than, he has been known to smash a bottle with his heel in a time. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I know. That's a great example. Okay. Yes. But not, okay. <laughs> that was literally 15 years ago. This people. is not, this is not about <laughs> me now, anymore. It's my own fault. I dug my grave with yeah, that one. Yeah, you, you but, put me. Her, his friends me and one. family goes, he's known to be annoying. Literally. And that's it. I need more context He can be this. a bit annoying at times, but. About he, what? He's a sweet guy. About what? Because well, that's just like a, a, annoying is like a personality know, trait like, that oh, is God. a broad spectrum. There's a lot of potential with annoying and nobody wants to be in the annoying category. Yeah. And I have to say, whoever the minister is that's ordaining these two. 
I don't know if he was nervous, but so awkward. Like the way that he was reading these letters was also making it all worse. Uh, So I don't know, guy. I wonder if we're going to watch him marry anybody else, but it wasn't my favorite thing. So yeah, he gets, he can be a bit annoying at times, but he's a sweet guy, like just super generic. (laughs) And and I think that she's going to skate by with just gushing reviews. And then we get a, She's known to be creative and keep, you'll always be surprised. For example, vagina molds out of clay that she makes. <laughs> and I, you could tell that she absolutely died a small death inside. <laughs> I just, like, words that I just didn't think I'd hear on, on Married at First Sight. Er, er, ever, 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 just ever in, in a wedding, whatever. Yeah, you know, oh, you know, Alexis, if she makes vagina molds out of clay, that's that, that Alexis. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, I mean, I got to be honest and say that now I am like totally like beyond intrigued. And I personally hearing that like her way more. And the funny part is that oh. what Justin said in After Party is exactly what I was thinking. But like. I know that that's not how normal people hearing meeting someone for the first time. He was like, honestly, I thought it was like really cool because it must mean that she's super creative and maybe kind of an artist. And he also says that he, to this day, would say that he fell in love at first sight when he saw her. Now, does she have an Etsy shop? For these molds. I mean, Are they available for sale? Let's if find we out. had a studio, this would be like the perfect yes! thing to have in the studio. Like our Andy yeah. Watch What Happens Live collection. Clubhouse, yeah. Yeah, Clubhouse collection. Uh, she's, I mean, but like, okay. So the, here's the thing. I feel like they have so much in common. Their chemistry was gorgeous. The like, vows were very similar. Oh my God, their vows the were so yeah. similar and they were beautiful. And like, he is good with words. Like I thought hers were good. And then he comes in vowing to support her and protect her freedom because yes, they are a unit, but her making her own choices is more important than anything else. I was like, that is sexy, Justin. Wait, did I say the wrong name? Justin. Okay. Yeah. I was down with that. They both vowed to keep their lives exciting Mm -hmm. and fun. Uh, And oh, he said, I will prioritize compassion over fairness because we are a team. And I was like, that is a great way to word that. Yeah. I loved that. Might steal that. Yeah. For a card for you. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. So they do the little braid um, ceremony Mm -hmm. that she wanted to do. And I thought it was interesting because one rope represents her, one rope represents him, and one rope is supposed to represent their love, and you braid it together as, like, the foundation. And I just thought, that's a choice. Like, that's a choice to do on the first day you're meeting someone at the wedding. Like, Mm. that's something you do with someone that you've been with for years and you're marrying them. But, like... Isn't that a little awkward to talk about the love that these two certainly do not yet have for each other? Because how could they? Interesting. Yeah, save awkward. it for the month anniversary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I thought after after they after they get married, this went very smoothly. Yeah. It, I mean, but this can be really awkward. Though, yeah, they you know, can. and, they can. and it just true. seemed like they were vibing right off the start. Yeah. Um. He tells her about his. Yeah, engagement. His past engagement. We get right into it. Yeah, and, and she's not freaked out. I I personally think that it's like 
his past is kind of perfect because it's kind of hot. Like it's it's far enough removed that she doesn't have to worry about this like in any way overlapping mm-hmm. or infringing on the present. And yet it's like, oh, you've been through some stuff and like you've had to grow and you've had to get over something really hard, which I think like all women like straight women really value in dudes because a lot of straight dudes just stereotypically are not always on the forefront of self-evaluation and reflection per se. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that he's really prioritized that. So like, I do feel like his like past story is like, he's got all, it's just the perfect makings. Yeah. And then she, of course, <laughs> segues into her flex, not flex of multi-propose But my only thing that threw me off, I mean, I'm like, they have so much in common. Like, I just felt like each, they were constantly going, me too, me too. Mm -hmm. And like laughing and everything was cute. And then she like called him on his dorky high fives, which was like a little cringe, but like he took it in stride. And then like in the interview, she's kind of like, she's like, he's not my type. Mm. You know, she Mm -hmm. was. Like, he's not, and she's almost, like, now going, okay, six eight's a little much. And I'm like, bitch, are you serious? You said yeah. that was, like, the only thing that mattered to you physically. Yeah. And they give you a six eight dude, and now you're like, it's a little much, and he's not really my type physically, but that's okay. So that was, it just bummed me out because it honestly kind of reminded me a little bit of when Michael and Jasmina, I thought that they were like hitting it off beyond swimmingly at mm-hmm. their wedding. And then you got Jasmina in an interview, season 14, uh, being like, yeah, not my type. Not sure I'm feeling it yet, but we'll see. And you're like, <gasps> and of course that ended up being the case all the way to the end anyway. Yeah. So I have like high amounts of faith for these two and think that they could be absolutely perfect together. I completely understand why they were matched. But I'm a little worried just about that off the bat. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think. Because whenever we have an attraction issue. Yeah, I it think it's be... too early to tell if it's an attraction issue per se. Well, I just feel like he's got the height, but he doesn't have any edge. Mm. And I don't know if he has any swag. I mean, there's moments where he talks like he does, but like style wise and like the way he carries himself. I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you're 6'8", you got to be able to do something on a beach volleyball court. Like, it's a requirement (laughs) if you're that tall. No, it's not. That's not fair to put on tall people. Okay. But yeah, that wasn't like great. You can block. You just jump. I know. I'm like, literally, all you have to do is put your arms up. That's what I'm saying. You're doing something. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Do you have any other thoughts about them right now? One thing, small, tiny concern. He okay. alludes to an after party that he was talking to someone. <gasps> oh, and right. And they're like, Keisha asks, so like, what did you tell her? And he goes, well, she'll find out when she watches. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't that know. That was weird. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? But he's like, we were just talking. Yeah. But it's like, okay, so did you just stop talking to her or? I mean, she has her own perspective, I'm sure, of what. It was, I don't know, maybe it will be a non, a nothing burger. Right. But but yeah, you're a little worried. Like, yeah. oh, is that a drama to come? Yeah. Overall, feel pretty good about them. Me too. Like, I mean, I do overall feel excited about these two. So we'll see. Uh, okay. So that's like our biggest Mondo 
notes couple of the week because we saw the most from them. So now let's jump into Miguel and Lindy. Okay. Miguel and Lindy. I I like Lindy a lot. I think she's really sweet, bubbly personality. She she's was raised cute. a seventh day Adventist. Yeah. And so with that, I think there's a lot of things that she... I think that's where her anxious overthinkingness yes. comes from that yes. she talks about. Yeah, she's... I thought it was so relatable, like, with her whole... I'm constantly going, what would the church say? And then, screw the church! <laughs> uh, she's a physical therapist. She... Her friends all talk about that she's very emotional and can, quote, get a little crazy. He has to be good at handling confrontation because she can be a little bit of a ruminator. Yeah. And he needs to be a de-escalator. Yes. Is what yes. she needs. A yes. de-escalator. So, yeah. Yeah. She's she's very cute. I mean, I got great vibes from her. I It was only until... The girls hang when we started getting that other perspective from Alexis. And then we got the little montage of her over talking that I went, oh, no. I think that's more. I think that is more a product of her in current nervous. In environment and nervousness. Yeah, I, hope I mean, right. here's the thing. She talks about like she was super awkward at the bachelorette party. Not because she was disinterested in anything, but right. because she said she didn't know how to dance because she wasn't allowed to dance at all right. growing up. Right. So you wonder if like some of those socialization yeah. things, like it, it wasn't like I'm talking about myself because I only care about myself and I don't care about anyone else. I don't think that's it at all. No. I think it's just a nervous, I think it's tick. a nervous like energy a and yeah. an overthinking thing. Yeah, and her friends all seemed really cute and fun. Like, I was like, oh, I could see myself hanging out with her friends. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're probably right. I think that we've got the most, I mean, okay, Miguel, this human is very multifaceted. And they just, like, pretty much hit us right over the head, and he has no shame over this D&D Dungeons and Dragons. We get a slow mo entrance. Okay, as this is playing, <laughs> as this is playing. So we go from Lindy talking about Lindy, and then right. they always have their like, and she's stock. like looking cool in a wetsuit, like about to surf. Yeah, we you know, have, like I like vintage clothes. Like she's yeah. cool. She's got cool yeah. vibes. So we have like our stock footage of like the ocean and all these <laughs> things, and I'm kind of like looking down. I'm not w watching this TV at this time. And I turn up and I just see a man in a shopping center in a bear costume. And Slow I'm like, what am, I, what am I looking at here? What literally, is this? What happened? What, what are we doing here? What, what am I looking at? And then he's meeting up with a table full of friends who are all dressed in costume, including a girl wearing elf ears. So. Well, let's just preface this. We're going to preface this right now. Mm -hmm. If any of you listeners are into D and D, dress go up, for it. Go for it. Cosplay, whatever, whatever it may be. All that jazz. Totally fine. Um, Full transparency. We are so judgmental of it, and it's just, yes. it's just the truth. It's just the truth. We love you anyway. Um, we support you. We want you to follow your passions. But just we're sitting here being us and we're judging it a little bit, okay? And and it's probably totally like it's so 
it's not fair because it's like we love to watch a lot of stuff that is like like we like fantasy shows and magic shows and like we really we really don't have much room but like because we don't commit to the fullest and like dress up and go to events so just know we just don't understand it and okay? it's okay if you judge us for us judging it yeah it's all good yeah we, we re- just need to give that we receive way. that because I can't not talk about it. <laughs> no. So, but okay, let me say. So this gave me the feelings that I had when Chris from season 14 gave us about like a 6-minute description of his um disc golf? Disc golf passions. It gave Shout me those Eva. those vibes but times 2. Would mm-hmm. you say yeah. do you understand that? Yeah. It's all in the same, it's in the same Venn diagram. uh, (laughs) It's the same circle of the Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing else to say about that. He sits down and they're all sitting in their costumes, drinking beers, and then we're having normal conversations. So I have, now we have to let go of the fact that these serious conversations are indeed happening with grown adults in their 30s wearing elf ears. And we just have to we 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 have to get to the substance of the conversation, which is hard. I'm not gonna like. I mean, I literally wrote, "How do I take this seriously when I'm looking at a 35 year old teddy bear and a woman with elf ears?" But there were real things said, so let's talk about it. Um, well, okay, yeah. So his friends clearly think he's been way too forgiving and accommodating to past girlfriends. Like, it sounds like he's had some unfaithful, sketchy bitches in the past and, like, was always willing yeah. to give them the benefit of the doubt and yeah. probably stayed too long. He to definitely, the of himself. He's a very sincere, emotional dude. But he is a lot of things. And I got to give it to him. Like, weirdly, I can know all of this about him and be like, Ugh. And then the next second, I'm like, okay, oh yeah, you are kind of good looking. I'm confused. Like he is, he writes poetry. He is, he's got this totally dorky side, but then he's got this totally jock side yeah. where he's like hardcore into fitness, hardcore into like being adventure And he seems like one of the most. Oh, excuse I think me. He has pro- a doctorate in neuroscience. Like, yeah. Which he gave up that career to be a medical writer, which I will admit, I don't really know what that means. But if you walk away from the doctorate in neuroscience fields for something else, it tells me it must be quite money-making and smart. smart He seems extremely well-rounded. Freaking so well-rounded. You know, and so it's not like we can have a a giggle about the D&D. Yes. But at the end of the day, this person is so much more than that. Oh, he's got so much going for him. Which is why the D&D stuff almost becomes endearing because all of this other shit is so, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, like how does someone have so much like going on? And then, like, he moved to Puerto Rico when he was 10. He's been through some shit. His mom left um, at that time. And that's kind of sad. He feels like, you know, he's that sort of began a pattern of women leaving him ever since. His friends clearly all think and imply that this next person very likely will take advantage of him and that his rose-colored glasses are a big problem. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they're also just being protective and they've been through a lot with him. So... I just personally like that he has a bomb support system that is like that where they're all willing to speak up and be like, oh, well, you suck at this and you do this and blah, blah, blah. And we're looking out for you. Uh, 
I wish that we could have just kept it at I'm a writer. But when we get to the guy's hang and he's describing himself, someone asks, like, someone says, like, oh, hit us with some lines, which well, I'm like. Because he says he's a poet. Yes. And so. Which I'm like. Let's You could have just been like, oh, no. But instead he goes, oh, here, this is one of the best things I've ever written. And then he proceeds to recite something that is really hard to follow and that no one is quite following. I mean, so much of it is the environment. It's loud. We're outside. There's waves crashing. Like they're surrounded by cameras in production. There was just, this was not the right moment to recite your, your fine poem. I don't know it, it, but all I have to say is it was cringe nation USA. Yeah. So that's during the boys hangout and, <laughs> and Mitch is getting interviewed and he goes, you get past the shell and you realize we're all weirdos. <laughs> and I, right after. you know, Mitch, I could not have said it better myself. <laughs> totally. Uh, is there anything? I feel pretty good about this couple, I think. I don't know yet enough. I guess I don't know, obviously, enough about, like, how the dynamics are going to be. But I think that they're both good people and I'm not concerned. And they, I think they have a lot. Going for them. They have a lot going for them. And I'm just worried she's going to write him off for the dorky stuff. Mm. But I think that he is an amazing catch. And I think that they could be a really good match. I agree. I think he has a lot going for him, and I hope that she'll just keep an open mind, and I hope that he won't, like, lead with Dungeons & Dragons. Like, I think it's going to her... be cute that he's going to be writing her love poems. That and, I'm totally you know, here and, for. And she's going to feel— Maybe we just don't need to recite, like, the poems of yesteryear. Like, just write sweet notes for her. Yeah. That is the thing. It's like they always—and again, maybe this is a production move. Like, they really want you to claim stuff, you know? Like, I'm a writer and a blah and a blah and a blah, which I just feel like always sets you up to be, like, scrutinized more. It's like, why can't you just be you and let these things flow organically? Yeah. But I, mean, I guess it's a reality be, show. You're not Emily Dickinson here. Right. Like, let's just keep them to yourself. <laughs> Anything else with them? Not yet. Not now. Yeah, I'm excited Time for them, though. Uh, okay, let's move on to Mitch and Kristen. Oh, oh, interesting. This is this is going to be this is like one of those big. This is a wild big cards wild card one. This yeah, big wild card. I it can go like a bunch of different, a bunch of different ways. Mitch, at the beginning, I'm like, Mitch seems rad. He's 41. He he's handsome. He's a surfer. Yeah. He's you know, believes he's very passionate about his job, whatever he does. He works he at an environmental nonprof. And yeah, but then the deeper we go, the more I start looking at well, him. Well, his brother eyes. is kind of. um, His brother is not. His brother is being kind and also really obvious that he does not think he's ready for this. And I that, think his brother's handling it, handling it in the absolute best way possible he's like straight up saying hey you're gonna have to compromise you you know that right and mitch is like mitch is like "Mm, yeah i'm not ready for that right whoa bro and when you start to hear the way that he describes himself i mean it's okay so here's here's something in the matchmaking special he seemed awesome Mm -hmm. when we get here i'm like oh no like 
he refers to himself as a rebel without a cause, which barf. And then he's very open. He says his longest relationship, he's like, you know, you would think at my age, at 41, I would have had at least like a five or a six year relationship here or there. But like the longest I've ever been with anyone is two to three years. He refers to himself. He's a self-professed. I'm a loud mouth. I have an inappropriate sense of humor and I do have commitment issues. And then this is what I'm talking. Okay, go keep going. And then I'm going to say, okay, he's so. And then he literally says, I've failed at the lowest levels of, of commitment and I'm ready to just jump into the highest level of commitment. I'm like, um, the logic of that doesn't quite. And then his brother says into camera, the sweetest man. I don't know if I would have thought he was ready for marriage, but he's a good guy. I was like, brother. And then he's, he's like trying he tells him, try not to say anything you can't take back. And he, cause he's like, you know how you can be. And Mitch's response is, well, you know, I'm not going to back down and like not be myself. You, cause you know me. I mean, I'm the kind of guy who causes a scene at a restaurant because they won't fill up my cup. And that is when I wrote him off completely. I was like, I, and you know what? I was ready for him to say some ridiculous shit like related to Enviro. That's what it is. Like, no, I'm gonna no, tell you. no, no. Mm. I do not agree. Okay. I think that he, they set us up to think like, oh, he freaks out at a restaurant because he sees how much plastic they use. No, he's still the kind of guy that will cause a scene because they haven't filled up his cup. That tells me, oh, his water's low and he needs more and he's a bitch no, to the servers. No, see, I disagree. And here's why. Why? Because he said the word plastic before it. He's like, you know me, plastics. I'm the type of guy who's going to go to a cafe and get I think that upset. was separate. Okay. What I think he's talking about is when he goes into prick. a restaurant or a cafe and asks for water, he does not want them to give it to him in a plastic cup. He wants them, he brings in his water bottle okay. and wants them to fill it up. Now, during COVID times, people would not do that because they didn't want to touch your water wow, bottle. Wow, you've really gone deep with this assessment. No, I'm I'm, I'm just th- I'm just telling you. People were like, <laughs> no, 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 no here, we can't context. take this bottle, yes, but true. we can f- give you a, a plastic glass of water. Right. So I could see him losing his shit about that in a cafe. Well, that's not hot anyway. No, it's not hot. It I doesn't just matter. To, like I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't think it's acceptable. At I all. hope you're right, but I did not take that. And but maybe this was an editing thing. Maybe you're right. I still think it's insanely obnoxious that you would be that person either. Too, you know, like that's very immature. Like, what are you in fucking college? Like, no, that's not how you get anything done. And if you really have a feeling about the way that your favorite restaurant is dealing with plastics and you're 41 years old and you work for an NGO that does this, what do you do? You like you do it in the grown up way, in the organizer way. Like you fucking call the manager and you try to help them and support them and changing things. I'm not arguing that at all. Oh, I know. I just. I'm know, just elaborating on facts, why I think that no matter, matter which way you cut it, he's obnoxious. Yeah, okay? absolutely. And I'm not I like. I just wanted and, to pin down the details. <laughs> I just feel like his brother, like 
the the few things his brother did say said everything to me. Yeah. And I am bummed because I absolutely love Kristen. Well, okay, this is what I was going to say before we get into Kristen. Okay. This is what I was kind of talking about at the top of the episode when we were talking about this long, lengthy, intensive process. Right. He told me more. Like, I just, I don't... I know you try to present your best self, but the fact that, like, to the experts during this thing, but the fact that within 20 minutes of seeing you on TV, you're talking about how you have outbursts at cafes and talking about how you're unwilling to compromise. Like, you can't be that good at hiding all of those sides of yourself. Well, maybe the the way that you say it to them when you're, when you're like describing yourself versus when you're in conversation with people you love who know you already, you're saying, I mean, I'm very passionate. I'm very, you know. Or I you d- could say, I know I need to, co- I know I need to work right. on this. And I yeah. stand my ground and, you know, I know I could work on it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I just, I do think there's yeah. ways. No, you're right. I but just, you're right. It, also, it's, just, it's like, it, what the fuck? We can in, see this so early. It seems inauthentic to me. What? Just, just that. that the original, right. That aspect The way it. people like, present themselves at first. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not a good look for the experts, for us to be able to see, like, red flags are a term that get thrown around all the time. And some yeah. people's red flags are, I think, are ridiculous. Yeah. Some people's are valid. But I don't think anyone wants a partner who's going to lose their shit and cause a scene. In a restaurant. In a restaurant. Period. As a, at a, as a 41-year-old or a 21-year-old man. Like, right. it's just, and so to get that, and then have Pastor Cal and voiceover. Now we match Nate, Mitch and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bullshit. I'm not like, I don't know. I, I hear don't know you. where I'm going with this rant. Well, yeah. And sometimes I think that they are way too, um, like, appealing to their, to the best case scenario or their hope. Like, they're hoping that someone will, like, learn something. Yeah. And rise above their uh, ridiculous standard in this blah, 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 and realize that this person is still a good match for them. But and, and a lot of times I do agree with that. But this is a scenario where I'm just pissed because Kristen has been through so much and she's a freaking awesome woman. Well, and that's the caveat. Sorry, sorry. That's the caveat to this is I will say it's not like these types of behavior like make you a horrible person or disqualify you from being able to be in a relationship. No. But let's really think about who we're matching exactly. this person up with. Yeah. Someone who has been slightly traumatized. So let's get into a little bit of her thing. First off, when she said, I woke up with my pug's face in my butt and said, I need a man now. Something's got to change. I screamed. <laughs> First off, because we know exactly what it's like to wake up with a, a small dog's face in your butt because that's just the truth if you let them sleep in your bed but i just thought it was so funny in your face sure yeah (laughs) um but she's just she's relatable she's funny Mm -hmm. she's well-spoken she doesn't seem annoying um but she's been through this really big thing so she was engaged before I mean, and it sounds like looking back, she like sort of sees red flags along the way from their relationship that she was ignoring at the time. Um, But they were together for five and a half years and she spent her life savings 
on a destination wedding for them. And two weeks before the wedding, the fi- the fi- her fiance's mistress approached her and said that they had been sleeping together for the last six months. Insane. Insane. Like a freaking movie. Everyone's worst nightmare. And I was just so impressed by like, so her and all of her friends, they still, and the family, they all went to the wedding still, like quote unquote wedding. They decided, fuck it. This is non-refundable. Let's go. Let's try and make some. And she said it's one of the best weeks that she's ever had in her entire life. And I just like, uh, I don't know. I think there's something really special about the perspective that she's able to have on things. And I just really like her. Like Mm -hmm. she's someone I would be friends with. Yeah. She wants kids really bad. She had a very positive childhood. She's the oldest of three girls. Uh, yeah, I just, I really like her mindset in life. My only qualm with her is her, in my opinion, absurd choice to not tell dad until the day of the wedding. I think that is the incorrect choice. I don't think that's ever the correct choice to do that to your dad. She just told him to be at a place on a date and dress nice. I know. And what? even her explanation of it in after party it's didn't really good. make a lot of sense. She's Basically, like, well, we were she's playing just phone tag, and you know, I'm just better in person. And so I wasn't. And bottom see- line, she's embarrassed of what happened the first time she was engaged. So she's like, she feels like I put my friends and family through so much with that first wedding that wasn't a wedding that. I think she's just embarrassed and scared shitless of what her dad's response is going to be. So she wants to be in denial until the day of and then him have no choice but to participate. But I'm like, girlfriend, do you know anything about like uh, initial reactions are oftentimes not the right ones or not the one like give him a minute to get over it. Well, and that's why they give you the two. Exactly. They want you to tell people two weeks She's stressing me out. So that they out. have that time to not only like find a way to get there, but to get over it so She's that they can present their best self on wedding day. I know, I know. It's not fair to dad. I know. So, I mean, finally, I think the most glaring thing that stands out to anyone and everyone who watched this episode is that when the girls are having their, you know, first hang and they're all getting to know each other, she blatantly says her red, her big red flag is a guy who's a little older in his late 30s, she doesn't even entertain early 40s, who's never been in love before or never been in a serious relationship before. If he hasn't tried to settle down yet, what's wrong with him? Now, we don't specifically know that Mitch has never been in love, right? No. I mean, if he's been with people for two or three years, I would like to think he has been. But I just, it felt... It felt nerve-wracking. It felt like that's pretty close to what this guy Mitch could fit in. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a classic case where I got very upset at the experts in that moment of like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Like, you just take her big red flag and you say, never mind. Like, don't worry about it. All the other stuff will make up for it. How do you know? Especially when he's a guy that yells at people at restaurants. <laughs> we've just Ugh. assumed, we've put it on him that every restaurant he goes to, he he's yells. Yell, he's you just know what? Why not? <laughs> that is kind of unfair. But she does say, 
she's, I mean, again, I think she's just like a really positive person who can see the best in people. So she says like, look, even if I'm not attracted to this person, I can latch onto one thing I like about that them and really let that grow. And her biggest stressor is that like, he won't be able to with her, you know? Mm -hmm. And I will say, always pay attention to the way that people frame their fears. Do they focus on themselves not being enough or do they focus on the other person not being enough? Mm. And I personally always think that's a little bit telling. That's a great point. And she is worried, you know, her big thing is what she, what I just said. And what's his big thing that he said and the guy is saying his biggest worry is the pressure of liking who they chose for him. And what if he gets to the end and he just cannot and he's just not attracted so and he can't get into that. her. It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. Uh, I'm time will to tell. Think. I mean, time will tell. She's just, she is so all in and she is so ready and she has got her act together. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure she's not perfect and we're going to find out how, but I am just concerned because she, in my opinion, with everything she's been through and how much she wants this, like she just deserves the world. Absolutely. And like, if this guy... Like, he just seems like he, his whole existence, like, will be an uphill battle. Because he's even resistant. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. all these. He's not even saying the things that you say. No. That like, sound good yeah. <laughs> in the first episode. Like, his brother keeps just doing these mini his challenges. Giving like, him but so you many know, opportunities. He's setting him up. Like, yeah. but you know, you'll have to, like, give and take a little bit. I don't know. I'm like, really? You can't even lie right now? Like, that's not great. Like, I'm worried. Um, and like, even Mitch's brother at the bachelor party says he still thinks he might not. Like, he feels like Mitch still views compromise as being inauthentic to himself. Yes, that's okay. So that was another big thing. And that that's came like up. a really immature perspective. The word integrity came up a lot. Yes. And he wants to keep his integrity. Right. And I'm like, you can still be a, a person of integrity if, but also with some give. Like with some give. Like open to gray. Yes. So he strikes me as like a very like a little bit of a self-righteous dude, especially oh, with yeah. the job and yeah. all that. And then, like, it sounds like that self-righteousness manifests potentially in a lot of ways mm -hmm. that could be horrible. So I'm – I guess I'm just saying it right here, right now. I mean, I do think they're a wild card, but deep down, I don't think they're going to work. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah? Okay. Okay, who's Which next? Which me out. Yeah. Oh, Nate. Nate and Stasia. Another one that I'm really – nervous about. I am loving Stasia. So let's talk about her first. Okay. She's 37. She's she's our second oldest in the cast. She is a boss. Yes. She in is, every sense of the word. Yes. And 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 it can be said like she's really attached to that part of her identity. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think I think that's it's just always interesting when people are really obsessed with like <sighs> here's the thing i will say about it at least she can back it up with realness like she's got she's got an amazing job yeah and like she's flipping houses on the side and she's like that whole like generational wealth like 
Well, a lot of times you can get people talking like that, but their life does not actually reflect that. And it's a lot of ass talking. And she, from what I can see, her life, her adult life has been about making that talk real. When she has personality to balance it out. Right. So it's not like a Mirla who was very career, very, all these things are important to me, but then is like, you can't, all the walls are closed. You can't have a real authentic Well, and I will say she came off a little bit that way to me. I mean, I respected her. I thought she was pretty and awesome, but she seemed really like a bit guarded and cold to me until we got to wedding dress try on time. And we saw her with mom, auntie, and a friend. And I felt like I finally saw her full personality. Mm. She was goofy. She was like, she was just lighter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like this makes sense when you're being filmed for the first time. And they're all these like intros of you. And it's like, I mean, it's just got to be so uncomfortable. And you're leading with like, you are of course going to lead with your best because why wouldn't you? But it, it, I will say some of her intro I felt was a little bit one dimensional. Like this is the boss girl and she's serious and she isn't going to suffer any fools and look oh, at how yeah, serious yeah. she is in this pantsuit and this pantsuit and this pantsuit. And she, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, you're like, yeah. okay, that's not. And once I saw her at wedding dress time, I was personally like relieved because I was like, I knew I like liked this girl, but I felt like I wasn't really seen fully her yet. But yeah, I mean, and she's very like, she feels like she's single because she intimidates men and she has a very high standard. And of course I do worry a little bit about, like, I do think that when the, the fixation on like the same amount of ambition and the same amount, like it can get a little bit I think people can get lost in the weeds with mm-hmm. like getting too obsessed with that stuff on paper. Um, but I mean, she also has a right. She's 37 years old and very successful. So I, 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 yeah, I like, I hold both things to be true. Kind of. She works in finance. She flips homes. I mean, she's clearly, she like when her mom wanted to move, uh, when she was like 16 or 17 and she was like serious on her sports team and all of her best friends that she had grown up with, she emancipated herself to not like to stay committed to like her location and her team, which is kind of wild that her mom let her do that. But yeah. I mean, it sort of just speaks to like, like she just seems very serious about her commitments. And I feel like the biggest thing that stood out that could be a ooh, on her end is so she met with mom and Oh, and then just a side note, like it was heavily featured in the the matchmaking special, but I can't with those selfie places. I My was gonna God. bring that. I was gonna bring that up at the end. I uh, I'm so uncomfortable with their existence. I just the I'm selfiness like, is it's just too just much. Bizarre. It's too much for me. Like I'm gonna go to different stations around the room. <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, it's really smart if you have like a small business or something, I guess, to go take advantage of that rather than paying some fancy photographer. Like if you literally need promo materials for like your small bit, like that actually could be smart. But like to just go with your friend for fun to take selfies, like I just don't relate. But I, I, I also think like a lot of people do relate. So we should just leave it there. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't, and I. 
It's weird. Don't care. It's insane that like (laughs) businesses can exist that are just that now. Uh, But okay. So for her, him not wanting to sign a postnup is a deal breaker. And she's going to bring it up right away. She is. She that she got asked on after party about this post up, and she goes, uh, and he's gonna. She Keisha was like, so are you? How's this conversation gonna go? Are you going to like just get married? Hi, my name is blah blah blah, and I want to post up. And she goes, yep, absolutely. So <laughs> that'll be coming up soon. Yeah. So now we have Nate. I'm leery of Nate. I'm weary of Nate. I don't love Nate. Honestly, he's one of the only ones that in the matchmaking special, I thought he like I thought the matchmaking special made him seem heinous. His obsession with like he had like a build a wife in his mind, like she must be petite, she must have a small waist, she must be da da da. I want her feet like this. I I'm sorry, I don't have patience for men that operate that this way. This isn't an entertainment pick all the way. You think? I, I don't. I and then don't, they're trying to amp just, up his like quote success, but I'm like, I'm not buying. I'm not, I'm really not buying. Either. I'm not buying. And I'm oh, listen. If I'm wrong, I will admit it throughout this thing. Yeah, I'm not buying anything. Nate is selling. Me either. Including I'm the getting, like, con counterfeit artist vibes. Bags. I'm getting. I'm con not buying those vibes. either. I'm just not buying it. Now, we know <laughs> extremely little about him. Yes. And you know what? At the end of the day, this is a podcast where we make judgments we and forecasts and we're wrong all the time. Yeah. And so that's totally fine. And if you're listening, you probably are doing the same things. Yeah. At home. I I don't I don't get this. I don't get this at all. The matchmaking special did not make it did not make him seem like no. a genuine person in the least. No. And I got no confirmation. I think the friendships were complete. When he met with his friends, I thought it was completely weird. And I was literally about to say to you, these don't seem like real deal friends. And then the girls like mentioned like for the last year, I moved here a year ago and Nate has been such a great friend. And I was like, see, see. Like, I'm sorry, there's nothing wrong with having new friends. But if you are 34 and you are bringing your friends into the filming of your intro to convey other sides of yourself, who you are as a person, and I got the vibe that these three people have barely known him for barely. And then, like, one of the girls, like, her big important question is, do you think she's going to be okay with, like, the fact that you're really close to females? And I'm like, really? That's your big question? Like, the girl with the elf ears had way better questions. <laughs> like, you suck. I just like, ugh, I get, I get, I'm I, I'm very uncomfortable. I'm I'm not feeling and I I'm upset for Stasia. And I don't trust someone that only wears turtlenecks. Mm, Furthermore. In San Diego, no less. Like, never never trust an only <laughs> that's your only wardrobe is turtlenecks. I mean, even like the way that he frames, like I no judgment if you have like cr- you know, crawled back from the bottom and like been homeless before or um been broke before. Like, no, on its face, no judgment with that, truly. But context does matter, and I feel like we don't have a lot of context. And the way he framed it, I was willing to hit rock bottom multiple times because of my risk-taking amazingness, kind of, was the way he framed it. 
I don't know. I just, he screams bullshitter to me. And he says, he talks about smashing chicks in his 20s with an ease that I don't love. And again, new friends on a show like this when you're 34 years old. I mean, I don't know. Like, did he, maybe he's a transplant too, but I would have liked to have you know been what informed though, of but that. You, you can still have people zoom in and talk to people on yeah, via Zoom. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it, it's not... Yeah. It just... And then, like, we get him his tuxedo time. He's relating his day trading to the style of the tuxedo he wants. I'm just like... And the behavior Ew. at the bachelor party, we oh. always have to have one of those guys who, who is just... But he was, like... Disgusting. The way that he was talking... To, to, the the to the dancers was not get on your knees. Wait, like, what else? And then not... he says it again. Get on your motherfucking knees. I'm just like, no, gross. And like, you're clearly like hamming it up a little bit for the camera. And the fact that you think that that's the right way to do so, like, I just trash garbage. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm like. It will be an uphill battle for this man to, like, win me in any way this season. Yeah. And that pisses me the fuck off for Stasia because she's serious. And she doesn't have time to mess around. She's 37 and she wants two kids. Yeah. Like, ugh, I'm so mad on her behalf. I really don't like him. I'm sorry, but, like, the second you hear a man start build-a-bearing his woman— with like really specific body type shit. I just, I don't care. I know everybody has a type or whatever, but like that to me says enough about you. Like to begin with where you're already like completely losing me. Well, I mean, you brought up the whole smashing chicks thing. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. If that is the way that you are referring to past behavior. I know. It kind of shows me that you really... Haven't and learned anything. And he was like anything? laughing and like thinks, because oh, we I've don't smash say, enough chicks in my no, we don't say that. We don't say smash, and we don't say chicks. And the and the 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 ease <laughs> yeah. that you could just oh yeah, I was smashing chicks. I'm like oh yeah, you have not. Yeah, he was flexing like, in that. He wasn't acting like I've learned so no, much from this. Like, like oh, I used to be a piece of shit. Now I'm not. It's like this is a full entertainment pick. <sighs> And I don't like it. I don't think it's fair. Yeah. I mean, the one thing, I mean, so like it did get asked in the guys hang, like someone asked what's something you've learned from a past relationship you don't want to bring into this one. I mean, it at least felt like a real thing he was saying that wasn't just a character. He said he didn't, he, in the, in his past relationship, he basically wouldn't give it all when he was in work mode. And he also would always have a side hustle. And like this person was really into quality time. And he kind of just wrote that off completely and didn't prioritize that because like it's not as important to him. So he wants to work on that now. I mean, I hope we're wrong. I always hope we're wrong about this stuff when it comes to especially this early when we feel this strongly concerned about a couple. But it's really hard for me to imagine how we are. Let's talk about Ben and Morgan. Let's do it. Okay. We have Morgan, who's 27, Ben, who's 29. I 
They're a little wild cardy to me only because I can't fully see how they're going to gel together yet. Yeah. But I really like them both as humans. Absolutely. I echo that 100%. Okay. So Morgan's 27. I mean, she seems a little young for me to do this. Like, I'm like, really? You need to do this at this time uh, in your life, you know? But I like her. She's very like, and she's surprising. So she's a nurse. She's got a little bit of nerve. Like, Remember when we were watching the matchmaking special, the whole first hour, we were convinced that they were going to put Morgan with Miguel because mm. they both have this nerdy side. Mm -hmm. So she's very into video games. She loves to box. She's very headstrong. Yeah. Independent, headstrong. Yeah. She's very into that. Yeah. I could not believe I could not believe. So she goes and tells her friends, you know, oh, I got accepted. Mm -hmm. Her friend goes in the interview and goes, yeah, she's a little intense. You see this chip tooth right here? Oh my here? gosh, I know. That was from a knee to the face during <laughs> kickboxing. And I'm like, oh my God, how did that go down? I know. How did that conversation go after? Does she have a dental insurance? Oh my God. Did they not speak to each other for no. a while? What's happening? That's I intense. I mean, the only reason that like, yeah, I know what it's like to do Muay toy with your friends. And so I actually was like, oh, I could see how that's that's actually possible and would be such an oopsie accident. And you wouldn't actually be mad at your friend. But like it sounds really intense and like has um a really dramatic value yes. for sure. <laughs> uh she's cute, but she is very intense and she's very obsessed with her identity as an independent woman. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, we always get an obsession with like a few key things about her identity at this stage, because that's kind of all they have to go off of. Uh, Ben, he's, oh, and then like, it needs to be said, she apparently has some in insane, like samurai, ancestry oh, in japan where nuts. like there's a yeah. whole village named after her family and like so she's like a big deal there so her big dream is to travel there so we're all wondering is ben gonna buck up and be willing to take her to japan before 40 his official year of financial freedom <laughs> so ben well her what's her deal breaker isn't it someone who won't travel with her? Yes. Someone who doesn't want to spend money and travel. Right. Right. Now. Oh. So, ben. yeah, the more we talk about this, the more I'm like, gosh, they are fucking with us, aren't they? Ben, I mean, he handsome. Handsome, Ben's great. handsome. He's handsome, a great guy. Man. He's got a great, he's a, you can tell he knows how to play basketball too. He's, he good, he's good great. He's an engineer. He's got two degrees. He's very into working out. Self-professed mama's boy. Um, He's a good guy too. I mean, like really he was talking person. at the guys hangout. He was like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm unfulfilled in my engineering thing. So like I do all this charity work. He does work. personal training on the side because mm -hmm. he likes to get invested in people's like personal yeah. success and journeys. He's gone and done some like big charity humanitarian trips in his past. But we got to get to the main point here, which is the frugality that is. On paper, very impressive. So he's got this obsessive goal that he wants to be in, quote, financial freedom by 40, which I'm like, wait, do you mean like straight up retired so that you then lit? I'm like, who in this day and age could do that? 
Like that's you have you have forty to fifty more years to live. Please make that make sense to me. But okay, um, we're talking doesn't use AC, doesn't do laundry at peak hours. What does that mean, by the way? I apparently like ten a.m. to four p.m. peak hours. Don't no, do laundry four to then. Seven. <laughs> apparently, is it more expensive at that time? That shows you how know. out of touch we are. But I like, don't know. I just thought like all I know is when we put the quarters in the thing, it's the quarters. It's the same quarters. But maybe he has one in his um Maybe there's a laundry mat or something. I no, don't well know. he must have he must have laundry in his apartment. And so that maybe he's thinking of it like it impacts the electric bill or the water bill. Oh yeah, maybe probably. But like, oh my God. Uh and all of his friends. I mean, first off, I love his group of friends. They're all yeah. very sweet. It seems like there's a lot of history there, which is always a good sign to me. There's joking, but there's meaning, like they care. Um, but they are hilarious and all roused him and literally say, so I guess his ex cheated on him, which is like heavy. And his friends like, probably because you're so cheap. (laughs) (laughs) And then they proceed to all roust him for how impossibly frugal he is. And that like, he's gonna have to fix it if he wants this girl to feel special. And like, it's, it's like, he kind of knows but he doesn't fully believe them yeah. because you can tell he's got, so, I mean, he's so committed. He's one of those people that is very impressively committed to the big picture to the point that they, they basically could sacrifice anything in the present for the big picture. That is the opposite of who we are. Like the fact that we've been living with my parents this long is probably the, the most big picture we've ever been in our lives <laughs> because we are so like, yeah, but you got to live your life now. You know, like mm-hmm. you got to have fun now. And obviously there's some balance with that. Yeah. But he's the extreme. So I'm just worried. I was dying when. Because she wants to live life. I mean, and you kind of couldn't tell, you know, he was it like making all. Rachel and Jose a little bit. I was thinking that too. I don't think he's as but anal he's as a person he's as Jose. He's way cooler than Jose. Yeah. Um, uh, I was dying and I couldn't tell if it was like a bit or not. You know, because they were all joking around and he's like, yeah, I'll get her. You know, she's getting socks <gasps> for a birthday yeah. or something like that. And he's like, oh, if she wants a car, I'll get her stock in a car, like like Tesla stock or whatever. Yeah, and the one the friend stocks. was like, hey, dude, I'll be around late at night for when you're sleeping in your car and you want to call and talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Yeah, so you just hope, like, at the least, at least he has a support system who's willing to, like, give him shit. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, like, if this becomes a real problem, which I foresee it being at certain points, like, at least he'll have a friend who's like, bro, you've got to, like, lighten up a bit. Um, I think... I mean, there's some of it that it has to, I mean, both of his parents were Vietnamese refugees who met in a refugee camp. And so that is so, I mean, you oftentimes find like any, like when you, there's parents that were in any sort of war torn anything. made so much sacrifice. Right. Yeah. So like, it makes sense why this level of frugality is worth it to commit to for for a freedom that like your parents never quite Mm -hmm. knew or saw. Mm -hmm. And also like the pressure of like my parents went through all of this so that I could have this totally different life. So there's a lot of things about it that make sense. Um, But 
Ooh, I'm, and also like his studio apartment is heinous. Like it's oh, just there's really zero personality. It looks like his. I mean, I think it's studio because it looks like his bed is in the living room. That's fine, but you can still make that cute and cool, and it is not. Well, I will say that like he, the way he dresses mm-hmm. shows me that he is willing to spend some money. You're right. He has. He's got he, some style. He's got style. I mean, he was wearing these like suede, this like light, yeah, suede those cute boots. boots. At the bachelor party, yes. it looks like he's got a nice watch on. Totally. He's got some nice jeans. Like, so I'm like, ah, maybe there is hope for you nonetheless. It's not yes. like you're just wearing He's just like, making he's being choosy with where he yeah, puts it. Yeah, exactly. So that's a, maybe a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about them? Like, do you have a prediction? Um, I think I feel good. You think they'll work it out? I mean, on the spectrum of like couples, I think they're more towards I feel good than I feel bad. Yeah, for sure. You know, I would put like there's a couple couples that I feel bad about, a mm-hmm. couple that I feel good about, and then mm-hmm. you know, kind of they're more in the middle. Yeah, they're in the middle to frontier, but we're not doing power rankings yet. So oh, right. So we're saving that till weddings are over. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else? That we, I mean, like, okay, final thoughts in terms of, like, I just can't with the bachelor parties that are in these huge spaces with the strippers in, like, blinding fluorescent light. Like, Like, I don't want to watch any of it, really, but, like, the light is just, like, glaring. And, like, you're trying to get this, like, half lap dance. And, like, it's just straight up awkward. It's... In the same way that having a dance party in broad daylight or with um, glaring fluorescent light is also awkward. Like, you need ambiance to have fun dancing. People do not get are not comfortable if you're just, you know, it's a tiny group. That doesn't know each other. No, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's just so awkward. And this is like the, and I don't know if this is like COVID related. It's got to be COVID. But this is like the third year in a row that this has been so insanely extra awkward. Yeah. It was like, let's go to a brewery. We'll move some tables, get the (laughs) lights up, put some cornhole tape, put some cornhole out. Like, do you guys not have the lighting equipment to handle a nightclub vibe? The girls was darker. Yeah, it was. Yeah. This used to be full on like party buses. Yeah. The COVID has really, I think, shut it down. Mm. So that needs to end. Yeah. Although it's not like I really need to see more of the, I, I just feel uncomfortable. I feel always I feel know, uncomfortable I always hate these, this watching these, you know, like. <laughs> For so many reasons. Okay. Well, do you have any final thoughts? I don't. I'm excited to pick apart these people's lives for the next few months. (laughs) I can't wait. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in after the little hiatus we took. We are excited for a new season. And I think we've got a lot of juice ahead. And we will be back at you pretty much every week. Um, We're always aiming for that Friday release. But, you know, give us some wiggle room. We do work jobs and have lives and check out the tiktok and the instagram i think we'll probably have some polls out this week oh yeah we've got to we've got we've got to do some initial polls based off of what we're all feeling with the first ep uh yeah but it looks like we've got some weddings upon us 
hopefully they can freaking knock them out faster than they do, but I'm not normally have in the past, but I'm not going to hold my breath. And then also we have that buy me a coffee account that I will put in the show notes. If you ever want to contribute to the pod, it means the world and you can do whatever amount you want and you can make it recurring or you can do a one timer. Anyways, we love and appreciate you so much and we're excited for a new season and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.